morning. Before we get started with the sermon, let me read a correction to our Isaiah scripture. And it comes from Isaiah 43, verse number 2. And it is uh, saying, When you go through deep waters, I will be there with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That's just the parallel scripture from Isaiah that goes to our uh, sermon this morning. Uh, and you've heard the reading of the text. And so we ask right now that God be edified in his word, that we, his partakers, understand and soak in the word of God. We thank you, God, for this word that is coming forward based on what you have given unto us. And may it do this body of Zion some good. In Jesus' name we do pray and I do say amen to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. This morning I want you to listen to a story. It's about a, a young woman who is a recording artist. And she talked about her struggles with Lyme disease. She said that usually when recording artists get into some sort of trouble, get concerned, they usually turn to alcohol and drugs. However, this artist who used to be in the uh, pop rock scene uh, cried out to God Almighty as she struggled with Lyme disease. You see, Lyme disease is a disease caused by a tick bite that leaves an expanding rash on the skin where the tick bite has happened. The rash is typically neither itchy nor painful. However, if it is left untreated, the disease causes loss of the ability to move one or both sides of the face. Imagine not being able to move the sides of your face. Um, you can have joint pains. You can, you can get severe headaches, which will keep you from lifting up your head, y'all. Uh, and, and you can have that with neck stiffness, even heart palpitations past the eye. And some people stricken with this disease also get shooting pains or tingling in their arms and their legs despite having appropriate treatment. And this woman said she battled the effects of the disease and it hit her so hard she thought that she was about to die. She was so concerned she thought she was going to die. So in the midst of it all, she began to write and she wrote a song that expresses our title today and it is to keep your head above water. Keep your head above water. The song is, is sung by an artist named Avril Levine. And the lyrics to the song say, I've got to keep the calm before the storm. Uh -oh. I don't want less. I don't want more. Must bar the windows 
and the doors mm. to keep me safe and warm. Yeah, my life is what I'm fighting for. Mm -hmm. Can't part the sea, can't reach the shore, and my voice becomes the driving force. I won't let this pull me overboard. God, keep my head above water. Don't let me drown. It gets harder. I, I'll meet you at the altar as I fall down on my knees. Don't let me drown, drown, drown. Don't let me, don't let me, don't let me. So pull me up from down below. Cause I'm underneath the undertow. Come dry me off and hold me close. I need you now. I need you most. God, keep my head above water. Yes. And so in our second part of this Lift Your Head series, we know that all of us feel like we are treading water every now and then in our everyday storms and troubles. I, 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 and I know that I got some witnesses out there somewhere. If nothing else, the coronavirus pandemic has made us feel like we are barely keeping our heads above water. Amen, somebody out there. You see, troubles come, trials come, terror comes, and worry comes, and then wanting comes, and wishful thinking comes. But God told us to come and tell you what he says today, that no matter what, no matter what, or come what may, what we must do is keep our heads above water. So, yes. so keep your head above water. Uh, as we go through in uh, rough and tough times and the rough and tough waters of the pandemic and you find it hard to get through, Keep your head above water. In your finances, you may have lost your job and unemployment assistance from the government has been cut off. Your money may be so funny you can't even laugh at it anymore. And you are finding it hard to keep going. But keep going and keep your head above water. Physically, the coronavirus rages on and on with no end in sight. And people are wanting to be healed. Uh, people are wishing to be healed. People are waiting to be healed. But a sad reality is that there is no vaccine yet. And many won't be healed either. Uh, 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 people are finding it hard to keep going. But keep going. Keep your head above water. Ah, uh, mentally, our heads are filled with fear and, and uh, anxiety. Many of us are wondering, what should we do next? Or what can we do at all? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are perplexed and we are scared. Mm -hmm. We are filled with many competing thoughts. We're filled with the good ones, the bad ones, and the ugly ones. People are finding it hard to clear their heads of the disgust, of the fear, and of the anxiety. But we say to you today, keep your head above water. Situationally, people are saying, what's the best next move? What is the next, next best decision? 
What is the next best angle to take my life into? Well, we don't know what's best, but God does. So even though it's hard, keep your head above water. When we wrap all of these things together into this stuff we're talking about in life, all of life's issues, we're talking about the pandemic, the sickness, the hunger, the doubt, the death, the poverty, the fear, the anxiety, the work piling up and the new bills we didn't see coming in and we can't pay them anyhow and they're coming in every day. We know that people are finding it hard to keep their heads above water. So we ask you, what about you today? Are you finding it hard to keep your head above water? Are you overwhelmed or overstressed or overconcerned? Or do the waters of life seem to be over your head? Well, Christ, our Savior, is telling us like he did last week to lift up your head and to keep your head above water. But I know, I know you're asking the question you want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. People are saying you have given us a whole lot to think about. But what, what do we do? How do we keep our heads above water in all of this stuff, pastors? How do we keep our heads above water, you ask? And we want to let you know, here's how you do that. Well, 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 this morning as we first opened up and looked at our Isaiah text and you heard uh, Pastor Keith read the correction to you about how we are going to pass through uh, the water (laughs) and we won't drown. I think we need to take that as a promise that God has made to his people. Uh, He said it. He said it that he would be with us. Uh, And just like a real song that Pastor Keith uh, 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 read to you, those lyrics that said you won't drown. And like our text, uh, you won't drown. You will be able to keep your head above water. But 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 to keep your head above water, it it, it must take something special. It it must take some something unique, especially in this time of pandemic, Pastor Keith, yeah. uh, to keep our heads above the water because it seems like life just keeps trying over and over again to place forces upon us uh, that want to keep us down. Well, our text this morning in Matthew uh, helps to give us a road map uh, that will help us to better understand and to figure out just how we're going to keep our head above the water. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we're going to tell you, uh, which may seem obvious, uh, but you know what? It may not be obvious to everybody, uh, so we'll put it out there. And so our first point uh, is we got to pray. Verse 22 in our text this morning says that Jesus immediately dismissed his disciples and he dismissed the crowd. And we know that that was a mixed crowd, Pastor Keith, because Jesus always had those who loved him and then those who 
love to hate him, that followed him wherever he went. You see, because there was always going to be a crew who saw what he did, and then there was going to be the crew who saw it but had complaint and critique all about it. And so this morning, he has a mixed crowd as usual, and he he dismisses them. And after he dismissed them, the Bible teaches us that he went up to the mountainside so he could be alone to pray. Oh, we like that this morning because it gives us our first example of what we're going to need to do in order to keep our head above the water. Yeah, yeah. People of God, people of God, prayer should be our first order of business when we are trying to keep our head above the water. It needs to be our first line of defense to get our footing and to stay grounded when life seems to be get, taking a turn that seems to be getting all out of control. Yeah, now, yeah. I admit to you this morning that sometimes life can really come at us fast and hard and we lose focus on what we ought to say to Jesus in prayer. But I, but I, but I have already, if you have already committed yourself to a disciplined prayer life, yeah. it won't be long before your heart will remind you that the prayers of the righteous yeah. already avail much. Yeah. Oh God. You see, I believe that that's what Hezekiah knew because in in 2 Kings chapter number 20, verses numbers 1 through 6, when he was told by the Lord's messenger, who happened to be Isaiah, that he needed to get his house in order because he was about to die, he was sick unto death, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. Well, in other words, Hezekiah turned around so he could begin to pray and have communication with his father. And the word says that because of his prayers before Isaiah could get out of the courtyard God spoke again and said go back and tell Hezekiah that I'm going to add 15 more years to his life well I didn't come to tell you this morning that God is going to add 15 years of your back to your life but I will tell you this prayer may not always change your situation prayer may not Uh, 
and let the love and the comfort of the Lord uh, keep our hearts in his peace. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And the word, the word indicates <coughs> that Jesus stayed there until the evening came. You see, sometimes, sometimes uh, the prayer we need to, to get through uh, won't always be like a quick sentence prayer. Mm -hmm. It may not always be just a, a, a quick, like a, like a grace that you say over your food. Uh, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we're going to have to tarry a bit uh, and wait so that we can be in God's presence. Uh, hallelujah. And tarry there for a while. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is pray. And after our prayers, after our prayers, then guess what? Our second thing is we're going to watch God act. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because God will act in different ways. Really uh -huh. And the first way I'm going to tell you is that he will often act in unexpected ways. Yes, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You see, in this season, this season of pandemic, the world, the world, the world, I'm not talking about just a city. I'm not talking about just a town or just a state, but I'm talking about the world. The world is waiting on a vaccine to eradicate the coronavirus because God is providing the scientists with knowledge and unexpected breakthroughs. So they will know what to do with it, uh, how to control it, uh, and how we can eliminate it. Oh, and he'll show up, uh, hallelujah, in unexpected ways. But not only that, uh, but he'll show up in new and powerful ways. Uh, oh, God. You see, Scripture says in verse 25 in our text um, that during the night shift, uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, when it was still dark outside, uh, and, and, and if you're a little bit nervous of the dark, uh, it's, it's just dark enough uh, when, when, when you know the light is coming before long, but you still got a little bit of darkness ahead of you. Uh, and, 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 but Jesus comes in the darkness of the night uh, while the disciples are sleeping on the boat. Uh, and they're trying to uh, make it where they're headed to. Uh, and Jesus shows up. He comes in power uh, because now, Pastor Keith, uh, he's walking on the wall. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. Let me let me wet my whistle so I can tell you the story. You see, you see that that, that this was a power that the disciples had never seen before. Oh, oh God. You, you, you see, I, I love it because they had seen him work miracles. They'd seen him work wonders yeah. with two little fish yeah. and just a little bit of bread. They had seen him heal people who were deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah. They had seen him fill their empty nets with a whole lot of fish. Yeah. They had seen him cast out demons. But they had never, I said never, seen him walk on the water. Oh, 
in unexpected ways. Yeah. See, he can fix the situation so we, Pastor Key, can lift up our heads. Yeah. And so we can keep our heads above the water. Yeah. And he keeps our heads lifted up. Oh, I hope somebody has heard me. Yeah. Oh, God. So first we got to pray. And then we got to watch God work. Hallelujah. My third point is that God conquers our fear. Oh, but, 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 Pastor Keith, before I go any further, can I tell you that there's a problem with this walking on the water scene? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because uh, it's dark outside, about three o'clock in the morning, and, 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 and the wind and the waves are they coming some kind of fierce. It's probably one of those times. You see, I believe that they, they didn't have no big ship. They didn't have a luxury cruise line. All they had was whatever they had. All they had was a little boat that was rocking and reeling yeah. from the storm and the wind and the waves. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus comes across the water. And so what happens in verse number 26 is that the disciples immediately become afraid yeah. because they thought Jesus was a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, how many times has Jesus showed up and you thought it had to be something else that was going on. You see, he was walking out on the sea in the middle of the hurricane force winds. And can I tell you that anything, anything that seems paranormal to most of us will begin to freak us out in a way that we just think that it's something that we need to get away from instead of moving towards. Oh, God. Oh, God. You see, and this, and this, and when this happens, some people think that it's got to be something demonic because it can't be something heavenly. Oh, God. That's how we think. Because the devil, you know, he's always ready to show up when there's some terrible stuff going on. You know, he always got to put his two cents in. He always got to get his picture taken in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in whatever it is that's going on in your yeah, life. Yeah. You see, that's so why, that's why so many of us, uh, we find it hard, Pastor Keith, um, to keep our heads lifted up uh, in our everyday lives. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the devil consistently tries to interject fear, make you think you're seeing a ghost, uh, and, and like the conditions uh, in our life situations. Um, oh, I think I'm right about it this morning. I, I hope I got a witness or two out there. But no need to fear. You see, God has already fixed the fear. Yes, oh, yes, he has. <laughs> Don't worry, because God has already uh, reframed the fear. Yes. And he wants us to have uh, and move towards some unspeakable joy. Yes. Uh, oh, maybe not here today, right just yet. Uh, uh, but, but can we tell you that I want you to lift up your head anyway uh, yes. and anticipate uh, a better day ahead. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. And when people of God... Uh, when we know him to be a comfort to us, uh, even when it ain't looking so good, yeah. uh, even when times when it looks like it might be a ghost uh, yeah. that's coming to ruin it for you, yeah. even when times when you are terrified uh, and you really don't know what to do, yeah. uh, even when you are shaking in your boots, as they say, uh, shaking all over and crying out in fear like the disciples. 
Him. And I say that that's at least uh, one uh, for every day of the year. Don't be afraid. Don't give up. Don't you be scared. But we want you to take courage. Take courage, my friends. Make sure you make time to pray. Watch Jesus work. Remember that God has already overcome our fears. Yeah. And then come on, Pastor Keith, yeah, yeah, give us yeah, one yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I promise we'll be out your way. And so we got to yeah. trust by yeah. faith, not fear. Peter said in verse 28, tell me yes. to come to you on the wall. Uh, yeah. He was talking to Jesus. And uh -huh. Jesus said in verse 29, come, come on out here. Come on, because I'm telling you to come to me. And so Peter stepped out of the boat and got on the water. And he yes. walked on the, the water word. just That's like Jesus did. That's the word. Peter That's was well above the water, uh -huh. walking just as Christ did and, 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 and he walked and he walked and he, he was looking directly at Christ. Oh, but once he took his eyes off of Jesus, once he began to concentrate on those hurricane force winds, once he began to feel the wind circling all around him, once he began to look at that water and how it was moving all around and, and looking like it was going to overtake him, once he did that, then he knew that he had no safety rocks to step on, and he began to sink. All oh, people of God, you got to keep your eyes on Jesus and no one and nothing else. For as long as you look at the world, you will sink. As long as you keep your eyes on your problems, that means the rough winds around you, you will sink. Oh, I hope I'm touching that point with somebody today. As long as you worry about everything and not trust God, you will sink. But keep looking at God. Keep focusing on God and keep trusting in God. And guess what? You won't sink if you do it by faith. You'll overcome your circumstances. Hallelujah. And it'll be according to God's plans. And somehow, some way, you'll keep your head above water. Yes, you will. A recent internet article from Biblica by Gilbert Lennox mm -hmm. was written in March of this year says that this virus thing is mm -hmm. ripping its way mm. through our lives mm. like a tornado. Mm. Kind of like what was going on out there on the water. Has ferocious destructive power. He says, we're shaken, and our faith is being shaken. Mm -hmm. But, he says, we need to know that the Lord is risen. Ah, yeah. We need to know that the Lord is glorified. And not now he's on the mountain, but he, he was talking about Jesus praying as it was in the text. But now he's at the right, right hand, hand of the Father. Yeah. Oh, that's good news because he's sitting there interceding for us and he's praying for us and he's telling us that our faith won't fail. Hallelujah, that's a good point today that God is there. Jesus is interceding for us and so we don't have to worry about losing our faith to fear. Jesus always comes through when we are in the storms and, we, and all we got to do is simply believe we can, so we can keep our heads 
above water. Is there a final message to all of this? Well, we just want you to follow these steps and keep your calm. Keep your calm. Keep your calm because above all, if you're trusting in Jesus, you will see God act. You'll be able to pray. You'll be able to move forward. And your head will rest above the water. It'll rest above the problems of this world. It'll rest above the circumstances. And yes, it'll even rest above coronavirus. Because God is in control. And the people have got to learn that. The government has to learn God is in control. We have no control. But Jesus and, and, and the Father and the Holy Ghost are in control. They have it all in control. And when the day comes, your head will be above water if you let Jesus continue to take control. Keep your head above water. Keep your head above water. And the people of God said, Amen.